are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We have another fantastic episode uh, for you tonight. But before we get started, even though I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't think Sean put it on the show sheet like I asked him to. If you are a patron of ours, I do want to let you know we will be switching over very soon from GroupMe to, uh, what the heck is it called again? Discord. Discord. That's right, Discord. So everything's more organized. Um, It is fire as they say. So we'll be making that switch soon. So if you don't like group me and that's why you haven't signed up for the Patreon, your excuse is over patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind, hit up that $5 tier. You will not regret it because you will hear about guys like poor man's Doug Martin. I don't know who is it. You'll have to sign up to find out until then I am joined by my awesome co-host. We got Chev, we got pork and we got Nate gentlemen. It is great to see your beautiful smiling faces once again. So tonight we're going to be talking about some rookie running back prospects. And we are also going to be talking about consensus wide receivers. All right, so let's get into it. Prospect A, and I'm going to be leading off talking about Zamir White, who is six foot, 215 pounds, 22 years old. He was a five-star recruit. He's projected to go in the fourth round of the NFL draft. Again, that's courtesy of NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. 160 carries, 856 yards, 11 touchdowns. He averaged 5.3 yards per carry, nine catches, 75 yards, and no touchdowns. Ooh, that's a yuck. Georgia doesn't throw the ball a lot, though. I'll say that. And um, if you have Stetson Bennett in any Devi or C2C leagues, trade him for whatever you can get. I don't I don't see it happening. And Nate's Do they have right. Fab and Devi? Nate? Nate, you're, you're, you're muted, my man. No. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you had uh, a bigger answer, but that's okay. We're, we're going to go with no. Enjoy your seltzers. So, um, <laughs> so you know, James Cook, man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. White. Georgia Bulldogs, man. Is it Nick Chubb? Is it DeAndre Swift? I'm all confused. Who put these two Georgia Bulldogs together? I think we did. Who let the dogs out? Of, who's in charge of setting up these show sheets? At Bob, Bob Van underscore on Twitter. So let's talk about Zamir White here. Um, okay. Again, going over the intangibles. Got a six foot 215, great NFL height and weight. Um, I don't think he's actually the best athlete, but let's not forget this is a guy who also suffered a lot of injuries. Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. Two ACL tears? Two ACL tears. Two ACL tears. Okay. So not we're hoping, ideal. Hoping he's got it out of the way. Um, uh, Vision is pretty good. Typically sees the whole well. Good patience. He doesn't try to break outside too much. Uh, I think he's very powerful. If you're looking to tackle a tank, I don't recommend it. He is not the most elusive running back, but he could throw a few moves in there. Um, he's more of a power guy. Good contact balance. Um, the times I did see him catch the ball, which, as you heard from the stats, few and far between he actually looked like a good receiver and he was surprisingly smooth after the catch pass pro is very good 
Um, he could be a playmaker at times, but he does lack elite speed. Again, uh, the the two ACL tears and you know projected fourth round draft capital, which I feel like is is pretty good uh, as far as where he should get drafted. Uh, but his production limited. He never broke a thousand scrimmage yards in a season, although Georgia always has a share of backs, so he never really had the backfield all to himself. Um, but then again, you know, sometimes I'm scouting these guys. I'm like, why didn't they go somewhere else where they could be the lead back? Who knows what they were told when they were being recruited to? Coaches lie, politicians lie, husbands lie. Apparently, Jenna, I don't. Coaches <laughs> lie. <laughs> that was personal. Okay, our listeners love it. Bob so, edit that um, out. No, don't. Uh, well, it's going to go in the audio pod because I don't know. <laughs> the best part: the audio podcast is uncensored. Yeah, so Bob, don't edit this out. If you don't listen to our audio podcast, please do. It is fire. Uh, my report is Zemir is a big, powerful runner with limited athleticism and speed. I contribute that to back-to-back ACL tears in 17-18. What he lacks for in speed, he more than makes up for in power and initial burst. I think he can be an extremely solid contributor at the next level. Well, I would like to see his ball security cleaned up. To me, he would function best as a 1B in an offensive scheme. A good hammer off the bench that could block and wear the defense down when needed. Um, I would like to see him go. I have Chicago and Minnesota as a good landing spot for him. Uh, good backup to their their running backs there. And I actually have him graded out as a 6.00. So I do like him. Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, but I do think the best case scenario for a guy like Zamir White is to be um, like the 1B, like a Tony Pollard to an Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think he's going to get the backfield to himself. Um, I think drafting him right now, if he's there like in the third round, I'm okay with that. But this is also pre-draft too. Draft capital is going to tell me a lot about what I should do with Zamir White. And, uh, you know, I mean, looking at him versus previous classes too, I think he's down there. Like he's he's pretty far down for me. I got to say, if, if he was in there, the 6.0. well, compared to other classes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I get it. But we're looking at, you know, look at guys that came out. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. You know, there's guys in this class I like better, too. But um, let's see here. Chef, what are your thoughts on Zamir White? You like him? You a fan? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take too much time away. I think you hit everything that would need to be said. Big physical back that just loves to just run over people. Not somebody that's probably going to break a whole lot of tackles. Can be slippery at times, though. Ducks his head down and just finds the gap. I wish he would be a little bit more patient. I think sometimes he just tries to get through the hole as quickly as possible, and he finds his is the back of his uh, lineman sometimes, but I, I don't, I don't hate him. I think he can be somebody that contributes in an offense where he is the one B. I don't think he's a three down back at all, but I think he can contribute in the NFL. Now, is he going to be consistently good all the time? I honestly don't think so. I think he's going to be a nice little touchdown vulture at some point for some team in the NFL. Um, but Zamir White, no upside at wide receiver. Wish he could clear up our wide receiver out of the backfield, catching the pa- catching passes. Uh, but I don't. I don't hate him. I think he's a good running back that runs hard. Okay, hard running running. So that seems to be the consensus so far. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on Zamir White? Yeah, I'm kind of with Chev on this one. I mean, I, I don't hate the guy. I don't think he's a bad running back by any means. 
Um, but I mean, the two ACLs don't really help at all. Um, lack of pass catching doesn't help at all. Um, but what Mike said, when we did see a couple um, design receptions for him, he did look really well. Um, the biggest thing for me is that I did like when I saw him uh, hit the hole. To me, I think he has, I don't know, I'm not going to say elite speed, but I think he has good enough speed to hit the hole. And I did not see him get caught behind, caught from behind. And I think he's the, he, in my opinion, he was the better of the two running backs in Georgia. Because um, when he did get the ball, um, if he's running, his feet aren't stopping. He's just trying to knock these people over. And if they're not coming at him, he's going to run right by them. Um, just But comparing, like we said, to the other classes, it's just, you know, I hate trying to do that because it kind of diminishes what the guy can do because the talent that we were talking about are like upper echelon elite talent guys that, you know, we're trying to compare them to. But for, for Zamir, I mean, uh, I moved him up slightly in my in my notion rankings from what I saw, and I, I I really like what I've seen. So I think if he goes to like a like a one B situation, I think that's perfect for him. But if he can get the somehow get a backfield to himself, um, which rarely happens, but I think if he gets a backfield to himself, I think that can um, propel him to the second round of rookie drafts. Just my opinion. Pork, I will say your um your Dynasty Rewind shirt's a, looking a little ratty there. The logo's starting to wear this, off. This is, this is original. <laughs> so, you know, Pork and you should also head on over to VeridianGlobal.com and use promo code Rewinder for 10% off. Oh, no, you, you just got you, back to work. Use, your, use, the, use the discount. Buy me a new shirt. I just got. I just started back work this week, and now you want me to spend some money? That's what we're doing, Mike? Hold on one second. All right, so Pork has been muted. Um, Nate, what are I'm your not. thoughts on Zamir White? Uh, so Zamir White tested pretty well at the combine. 4.4 40-yard dash, you know, tested, you know, looks great with those kind of numbers. Decent uh, vertical and broad jump. Six foot, 215 pounds. He's got it all, you know, physically with what you want in a prospect. But when it comes down to the tape, you know, I didn't see that kind of speed on tape you know not since the two torn acls he's a guy that i think has a limited ceiling at the next level because of his pass catching ability you know it's it he doesn't have much out of the backfield there is really some spectacular drops i saw on tape you know just where he should have had it he just cradled it bobbled around and dropped it and so right there he's limited to a two down back and as a two down back i just don't think he brings enough to the table to be a guy that I'm going to put my money on guy that I'm going to be reaching for in rookie drafts, a guy that, you know, I'm going to get excited about. Um, if he gets day two draft capital. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I get a little excited because the team obviously is going to give him opportunity and really running back volume is King. Uh, we can talk here all day about who's talented and who's not talented. And that works out well for, um, you know, some positions, but running back more than any other position volume really determines what fantasy football is going to be. Now, you know, if you have talent, maybe you step up above the other guys. But Samir White is not a guy that I think is going to step up above other guys. Uh, I don't think he has, you know, the elite athleticism that he needs to be able to step up above NFL competition. He doesn't have the ability as a pure runner that we've seen from Georgia running backs in the past, like uh, Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift. You know, he doesn't have that kind of explosiveness, that kind of burst through the line of scrimmage. He has some decent bursts, like at the second level. But it takes mm-hmm. him until that point to actually get good acceleration. So, overall, a guy that I've ranked pretty low. Um, my grade on him right now is actually a 5.0 on the dot. 
Um, I think at best he's, you know, a, a decent backup. I could see him being a one B in a committee. You know, he's kind of more the thunder to uh, another team's lightning, but not a guy I'm going to get excited about. Not a guy I'm going to, you know, try to get on my teams. I'll, I'll grab him if he falls, but I think I'm going to be much lower than consensus on him. All right. Um, just real quick before we move on, Zamir White or Rico Dattle? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to bring up my dynasty, my my big board from 2020. So you give me just one second. And oh, Mike, why, don't you, why don't you tell the listeners kind of like what a 5.0 or I think you had a 6.0, like maybe what that is, because I don't know if yeah. they maybe know that exactly. Good point, Chef. Thank you. If you're new to this channel, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. And if you've been here before, listen to me explain it one more time. I have a toddler. I'm used to repeating myself. It's fine. So we do our grading scale and it goes from two to nine. So two is the lowest. Obviously, that's developmental and nine is Hall of Fame. Personally, I've never scouted anyone that I've put at a nine. I'm sure you guys probably all agree. Uh, I haven't seen anybody there yet. I'd love to, though. That'd be great. Two is developmental. Three is a role player. Four is a backup. Five is an average starter. Six is a good starter. Seven is a pro bowler. Eight is an all pro and nine is a Hall of Famer. You know what? Right now, I think for the running back position, good starter is a 1B. There are certain circumstances where Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, depending on your team and the league settings, these guys are good starters for you. So, but Chef, thank you. That's uh, it's a good point having me bring that up. Um, sorry, somehow the cat got in here. She keeps rubbing against me. She scared the crap out of me. Um, all right, so Nate, so what are we doing? Are we going uh, Zemir White or Rico Daddle? Uh, against my better judgment, I'm going Zemir White. I think he just probably has a better floor. Uh, and obviously better draft capital is going to have than Rico Doddle. But um, as much as I love Rico, um, Zamir White kind of brings an overall better floor as a player because he does have that thumper. He does have that, you know, decent chunk playability. And he's shown it at a high level. Lovely. Shall we move on to the next Georgia running back, gentlemen? Yep, the better of the two. We're going to anyway. Um, actually, according to uh, Sean, our producer, everyone, say hi to Sean. Um, although he did change his Twitter handle, which was not approved by me. It's okay. Um, so a lot of people are saying that James Cook, who is our next running back we're going to be talking about, he's being rumored to be taken higher than people think, according to some sources. NFL teams might like him better than fa- than the fantasy community, and that is an important thing to note. Let's not forget these teams are not drafting for your fantasy team, so we have to adjust accordingly. Let's talk about James Cook, shall we? 5'11", 190. 22 years old. He was a four-star recruit, so he's actually projected to go in the third round, again, according to NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. 113 carries, 728 yards, seven touchdowns, 6.4 yards per carry, 27 catches, 284 yards, so already a better receiver, statistically anyway, than Zamir White, and four receiving touchdowns. The one thing I will say before we get to Chev, we're going to start with you. He looks like a twig running around. That's the only thing I want to say. Very tall, very slender. So, Chev, tell us about the Georgia Twig, please. You know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Applejacks commercial where that guy with the, the braids, mm. I don't remember what he was. <laughs> I, he was like a cinnamon stick, I think it was. So, yeah. I see what you're going with there, Mike. Uh, but I like James Cook. I think he has the better fantasy potential just for PPR purposes alone. I think he can do more after the catch as well. He's a little more shiftier than uh, what Zemir White showed. Um, And he's quick with the ball, man. Once he gets the ball, he takes off and he is gone. 
is there things that he can work on? Obviously, but he's a good receiving back that I think NFL teams are really going to want. That's what the game is kind of turning into. Where can I get speed out um, in the open and how can I use them better in the offense? And I think James Cook is a guy who could play a little bit of wide receiver and running back. Uh, in the NFL. I think he possesses that kind of talent we saw in plays where he's lining out uh, out wide for Georgia and he's, they're actually throwing him the football. It's not just a little scheme. Sometimes it looks like it's a scheme, but they actually threw him the football at times and he went up and made some plays on the ball. I, I think he can be used in that way. I think it's going to be more of like a LaVisca Chanel kind of role. It's not going to be no Debo Samuel kind of role or anything like that, but somebody that can is a little gadgety and can get the ball in the backfield on some sweeps, can do some quick routes out of the backfield. I mean, I think James Cook possesses a lot of talent in the pass-catching game. I think he has decent vision. I see him running into his his lineman a good amount. I think there's times where he just he's going too quick to stop himself. He doesn't slow his game down. He doesn't use patience enough at some points. But there's also times where we see his patience, and we see him busting through the hole, uh, and for big plays, but I don't think that's his game. I don't think running in tackle to tackle is going to be where he thrives most. I think it's going to be more out of the backfield. And I think Buffalo would be a really good fit for him. They tried to get McKinnon and this could be a nice little prize for them for not getting him. Mm-hmm. Like you said, now I'd like to share a picture with you guys. If I could, let's see here, Bob, you could edit this out. That's fine. <laughs> all right so that's there the best fine there he is, there so he Chef, is. Uh, good on you for remembering that like i don't even know i i do not remember that commercial at all so but uh there's our very own james cook <laughs> sean looks amused okay we love you sean all right so shall we move on to phil your thoughts on james cook Ah, so um, me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of James Cook. Um, the only thing that I really like, the best part to me about his game is the receiving ability out of the backfield, um, catching the ball um, pretty pretty uh, easily um, when he's out there um, lining up in the slot, catching the ball. And I like some of his um, catches that he had deep down the field. Um, I think for me personally, as a, like a pure running back out of the backfield, um, I didn't really see much explosiveness for me um, in between in between the tackles. Um, it kind of it just didn't really pop for me like it did for Zamir White. Um, he is a little shifty um, at the second level. I kind of like what he does through there, but just as a pure running back for me um, at the on the NFL aspect of things, I just didn't see much contact balance. Um, I didn't see much power. Um, but you know, like I said, if we're talking fantasy purposes, I can see why he can go over, um, Zamir White at that point, just because of the PPR, um, upside, um, from, from what he has. So I don't want to, you know, piggyback from what Chef said, but you know, for me, I just, I don't see myself personally picking him up because I, I don't see other than third down and then that's it. I don't see him doing much of first and second down stuff. And I also don't like that they keep trying to um, say that it's Dalvin Cook's cousin, Dalvin Cook's cousin. It's, n- it's not the same player. They're, they don't play the same. Dalvin Cook was way more explosive than he was, I mean, than he is. 
And uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just not my cup of tea. I know everybody has their cup of tea. I like Jerome Ford. Some people like Cook, and I'm not a I'm not a Cook guy for me. I will say they are brothers, so you're well, right. They're siblings, yeah, not cousins, <laughs> not cousins. Yeah. Blood. Phil, would you take um, James Cook or Greg Bell? Greg Bell for me. I know. <laughs> I figured you would. All right, so Nate, what are your thoughts on James Cook? I like James Cook. He is the better of the two running backs from Georgia, in my opinion. Um, I have him graded out better. And also for fantasy football purposes, I would rather have James Cook. Just as Porkman said, because of the receiving ability, in fantasy football, James Cook is much more valuable than Zamir White. Um, at the next level, sure, Zamir White can have that you know thumper role in a committee. And James Cook can have that you know more scat back, satellite back role in a committee. Mm-hmm. And we know that that role is more, you know, Catches, targets lead to more opportunities of fancy points than carries. Receptions versus carries, targets versus carries. Receiving game always comes out on top. So James Cook, I think he has good athleticism. I think he's actually a decent runner too. I don't know if he's going to have the size and a, a good enough ability between the tackles to get too much opportunity at the next level. But, you know, he's not useless between the tackles. He's a guy that, you know, they can give the ball every now and then. He can also, you know, get to the corner before some linebackers and make something happen. You know, he ran a 4-4-2. So he's obviously, you know, got speed. He's not not a slow guy. Um, he is a little thin. So that's definitely something to watch. But, you know, that's not his game. You know, his game is not power. It's not contact balance. It's, you know, the quick burst. It's like that 10-yard shuttle speed. And it's catching the ball. He's got some decent runs, uh, decent routes coming out the backfield. And he's a natural hands cutter, catcher, natural hands catcher. You know, he's comfortable catching the ball. I like the, I like when they throw to him. You know, I think he's going to have that role in the NFL. So overall, I have James Cook just over a five. Uh, he's actually a 5.05 in my rankings. And I like him. He's going to be one of those third round running backs that I target. And there's probably like two or three of those guys. Yeah. So what I will say, and I want to look up his stats here. I just want to see what his receiving yards are. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about it here and career stats. All right, so receiving. All right, so he topped out last season 284 yards through the year. year before that, 225, 132, and 89. So is he a better receiver than Zamir White? Absolutely, I will. But when we're talking about receiving upside, let's let's calm it down a little bit. I mean, this is a guy with like... 500 600 career receiving yards in four years at, at georgia you know what i mean so i do think he's a good receiver and i think that's gonna probably bump him up and like sean said in the private chat here thank you sean for putting that in there by the way yeah that's gonna slide him up nfl boards but step expectations a little bit too stetson bennett also has a hard time throwing the ball over six yards so it's gonna make a guy like james cook look really good i don't have much to add over what you guys said um the only thing I'd like to say, I'd like to see him put more weight on. Um, 190 is not really, he's 5'11. I'd like to see him add some more muscle, put a little bit more weight on. I think he'll be fine. Um, I actually have him graded at a 5.27 overall. So uh, that is all I have on these fire prospects. I'm using that term a lot today. It feels flitting. There you are. But Mike, I think, I think Nate was just saying, just for tape purposes, for receiving ability, not just just by the numbers, 
from what we can see from being a natural hands catcher and seeing what he can do after the catch, I think that's where he's getting at from just seeing just from his eyes, not with numbers. Yeah, I do. I do understand that. I just for sure. I want people to temper their expectations because, you know, a lot of people, they hear one thing and then the analytics guys, they go in and they look and they're like, well, these numbers aren't that good. It means that this guy can't be good. That's almost like saying I don't draft a wide receiver under six foot one, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm just making sure that everyone's doing their due diligence. If you're going in there looking for fantastic numbers, then just don't look at the Georgia offense at all. I think that's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, you can look at George Pickens. He can be the same thing. You can say he sucks. Yeah, He's true. not very good. Exactly. But I really um, wanted to. We, we all love him for the most part. So um, any other thoughts on these prospects before we move on? No, sir. Yeah. I think Zamir White's going to be a guy that maybe has more touchdowns than James Cook, but I don't think he's going to be as consistently up there in fantasy. I think the PPR total for James Cook is going to be way higher. Yep. Agreed. Agree that. Would anyone like to hear me read some commercials for two minutes and 33 seconds? Of course we do. Fantastic. Here we go. Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with, boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DynastyRewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, that was cute. All right, so we are back and we are ready to talk about some consensus wide receiver rankings. And let's 
fire it up here. And our number one overall Dynasty Rewind consensus wide receiver is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Um, so we're just going to have, because you know, it's consensus, we've talked about Garrett Wilson a lot. Um, Phil, you're the resident Garrett Wilson slash Ohio State fan. Um, kind of taking the easy way out, picking a college team there, if you ask me. But why don't you just touch on what makes Garrett Wilson stand out in a crowded wide receiver class, and then we'll move it on. Um, I think it's the the difference between his route running. Um, that's very uh, how can I say it? It's just, it's like wonky. I guess I can say it's just very violent, and he gets open a lot. But I think it's the combination of route running, speed, um, ability to catch fifty fifty balls. Um, it's just all those from from top to bottom that yeah, I love from Garrett Wilson. I think he does it better than um, almost everybody in this class. And he puts it all together. And I think now that we're seeing a lot of the hype that possibly he can go in the top 10, the top 15 in this draft, I think it's a it's a it's a big deal. And I think some of the NFL teams are starting to see what he can do, especially when you have a receiver um, that's going to get drafted in the first round with as Chris Olave is too. So he's he's starting to, you know, outshine what he was doing as well. So with the offense like that, he just literally took over uh, with with him and Smith and Jigba and you know the the tape shows it all. All right. There you go. Tail of the tape, Garrett Wilson wide receiver one. That's consensus across the board for us. Wide Wait, receiver Porkman, you switched? I didn't switch yet. I said almost. If you hear uh, what I said, almost consensus. Time. Forgive me. Almost just consensus. He's he's my number two. It's your number two. We're gonna to get to who Pork's number one wide receiver is mm. in a little bit. Let's go to wide receiver number two, and that's Traylon Burks. So Nate, you have him number one. But before we we discuss that, we're gonna actually gonna have Nate and Pork chime in here. But we have um, a quote. From this is Jim Nagy. He is the guy that runs the senior bowl. And he says, and I quote, I actually struggle with Burks. When I watched Burks, I was surprised where people were talking about him going as a first round pick. I just didn't see that. I just didn't see that kind of talent. I don't see his game carrying over to the next level. Not in the first round. He could be a contributing player. I don't see him as a frontline starting player on a good roster. I just don't see it. Compared to LaVisca Chenault, I thought Chenault's tape was considerably better coming out. So, again, that's Jim Nagy's thoughts on Traylon Burks being the rookie wide receiver one in many people's eyes. So, Nate, you um, you appear aghast. What are your thoughts on Traylon Burks? He's LaVisca Chenault was incredible coming out of college, too. I agree with Jim Nagy. LaVisca and Traylon Burks are both great prospects. And LaVisca Chenault, you know. Top tier, top tier man, top tier guy right there. But um, for real, Traylon Burks, it, this is an upside pick. It absolutely is. You know, having him as my wide receiver one is swinging for the fences. If I'm picking a guy from my NFL team and I just need a wide receiver that I know I can rely on, I'm probably looking at Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, even a guy like Chris Olave before I'm looking at Burks. Because, you know, if I'm looking for a safe floor, a safe prospect where I'm not trying to get fired from my GM job, but if I'm swinging for the fences and I want a chance at a guy that can be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in the, in the NFL, it's Traylon Burks. He has the, you know, the testing numbers didn't come out and like people were really expecting with like low four fours. I think people even, you know, 
there was rumors he was even going to run a 4-3. You know, he ended up running a 4-5-5. It's not super exciting. But at the end of the day, it's still A.J. Brown numbers. And he doesn't have to be the most athletic freak in the world to be a contributor at the next level. And not only a contributor, but a really good NFL player. He's got the size. He's got the thickness. And he has the ability to win in so many different ways before the catch, after the catch, that if he can just refine it and, you know, have the opportunity, he has like that DeAndre Hopkins kind of top ceiling to his kind of game where he can be a dominant alpha wide receiver. And sure, he's not the safest guy. I'll continue to say that. I'm going to be the first one to admit that Traylon Burks is not a safe pick as a wide receiver one in my rankings. But he's he's got that potential. And he's got enough of it. And he's produced enough in the SEC that I'm willing to take a chance on him. I'm willing to take a chance that he's going to reach, you know, a semblance of that tier, a semblance of that potential. So for me, wide receiver one, it's a little risky, but high risk, high reward, scared money, don't make money. Ooh, I love that. Uh, apparently we're going to start calling you Nate Danger Christian now. It's cute. Um, all right, so Pork, you're the lowest on trail and breaks. You have that wide receiver seven. So you might be running the Senior Bowl next year, except it'll probably be the Hatfield Senior Bowl if you're running it. But um, what's up with that? Burks at seven. But you do have to unmute yourself first. Sorry. I said it before. When when we talked about Traylon Burks, I feel like he was a high-level project. He's also a a high-level project as well. And I think, like Nate said, Nate, Nate has him at one. For potential, but if I'm totally looking at film and what I see, I can't put him that high. Um, his route running to me wasn't that good. It was a lot of rounded routes for me. Um, he looks stiff at times. We all know he's fast. He's explosive at times, but I need my receivers to get open downfield. And to me, if you can't get open, I, I'm I'm going to have an issue, and I got to drop that drop that score for you in, in my route running. Um, and I, you know, I understand. You know, some people have him high just because of some of the the measurables that was supposed to be. And then when the combine came around, people were like, "Well, if he's four or five, he's not my wide receiver one anymore." But for me, I had them that low already because that's from some of the stuff I already saw. So I have guys like Jahan Dotson and a couple other guys on this list that's higher than him just because. In college, I've seen the separation downfield. I've seen the other stuff that you need to do to get to to do better in this league. And right now, he's a he's a high level project. Now, if he goes to a good team with a good wide receiver coach and they can, you know, refine that route running and do all that stuff, we can do that. But then when all these numbers came out about the combine, they comped him to Nikhil Harry. It's not good. If you can't get open, you're not going to get the ball. They ran the same forty. They have some of the same measurables in the combine. So right now that's his floor. And I, I can't I can't see myself taking someone like that. Are we predicting a Hakeem Butler esque fall? No, it's not gonna be that far. Not that far. That was what fourth round, fourth, fifth round draft capital. First pick yeah, in the it fourth was really round. bad. Okay. Yeah, it was Arizona, correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, because it, it was bad. I don't see him falling to the fourth round. Um, I can see him falling out of the first. But I'll see him getting past the second. But he's going even, to Dallas. Still, I just hundred percent, hundred percent. He's going to Dallas. That's yeah. the type. Of, that's the type of type of guys that they want. But I can't see myself if he falls to a you know a good good uh, good landing spot. 
I would possibly think about it over the other people, but as of right now, I cannot. Jerry Jones will turn his yacht around and make the draft pick by himself <laughs> if he has to. He loves those Arkansas guys, man. That's yeah, what he does. They will be spending a lot of money to lose in the first round every year yet again, but we are moving on to our number three consensus wide receiver, and that is Jamison Williams. Chev, you have him as a top five, top three wide receiver in the class. Apparently, I hate him because I'm the lowest on him. I'll explain why in a minute. But, Chev, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jamison Williams? Yeah, he's number two for me. And I think his ceiling is probably the highest, I think, in this class, honestly. I think he can be have a floor like Tyreek Hill. I think he can be up there stats-wise with Tyreek Hill. I think he has the potential to do that in his game. I think he's so fast. He's so crisp with his routes. He's able to get down the field quickly. I mean, the dude has everything you want in today's NFL. And I think teams are going to see that and teams are going to draft him like that as well. And I honestly think he has potential to probably be the top guy in this class when it's all said and done, when the careers are all over with. Okay. So I have him at five. Um, so he's still within you know the top five here. And it's not really anything against him. He would probably be higher if it wasn't for the injury right now, and that was sustained in, in the national championship game. I got Garrett Wilson at one, Traylon Burks at two, George Pickens at three, and then I have Jahan Dotson at four and Jameson Williams at five. So there's guys, these are all fantastic ball players, and they're all healthy too. Mm-hmm. And I understand that long term, you know, a lot of times we want guys that are healthy right now. He could never mm-hmm. recover. For all we know, it's, I think it's unlikely. I think he does, but there's always that possibility. I like Jameson Williams a lot. It's just that there's other guys I like better, and a lot of people are going to call me a homer for having John Dotson at number four because he's a Penn State guy, and I've seen in person what he does to the University of Maryland secondary. Other people have seen it too. <laughs> so, you know, hey, look. We, ju- we just see what he can do. So I like Jameson Williams a lot. I just, um, there's other guys I like better and you're going to see that. It's not sometimes why, is, why are you so low on him? It's just, I'm so high on these guys. But if he didn't get in, where would you have him? You think? Um, if he wasn't injured, I'd probably put him at three. That's where I'd have him. So two spots up. So, um, okay, now the moment that no one's been waiting for. Nate, hi. <laughs> what? Yes. It's, we want to talk about, about Jameson Williams. About JMO, man. My bad. Go ahead. If, if JMO didn't get injured, he'd be my wide receiver one. Because, I mean, I, I know he didn't, you know, break out at the Ohio State wide receiver room with all the first round picks in front of him, but. I'm not going to worry about that, man. Situations change. You know, sometimes you come into a program and it just doesn't work out for you. That's that's whatever. He took the initiative to move over. And the impact that he made at such a quick and high level, you know, that dispels all those question marks for me. And I looked, I watch him. You know, he's one of the few players I've actually given a 9-2 for one of their traits. And for speed and burst. There's no one really better than Jamison Williams. He's at that top upper echelon of of, of players with the top speed. You know, if, if he was mm-hmm. healthy, he would have ran a four two something. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't really have too much doubt about it. I mean, maybe he would have, you know, been a little slow at four three two, but still, that is ridiculous speed for a player, especially you know, not like the Calvin Austin size and Marquise Brown size, but you know, six foot one. You know, he's he's got height to him too. He's he's not a small guy. So watching Jamison Williams, he constantly wins down the field. And, you know, I kind of comp him to it. It's a bit of a helmet scouting, I guess. But Jalen Waddle with a little bit less yak ability, but more deep separation ability. Same kind of top-tier athlete. But Jamison's not always going to win with, you know, breaking your ankles and running east to west. While he can do that, Waddle was in- incredible at that. But yeah. what, mm-hmm. what Jamison Williams does is he just constantly wins against SEC defenses deep. It's not just he's got like a step or two on his man. He's got like five, six steps on this guy. And, you know, that kind of ability to just sell his routes, you know, deceive safeties and cornerbacks and understand the route concepts to get open on those crossing routes, on those deep routes. I hope that he gets the volume that he deserves the NFL level. That's my one question mark about him. We've seen these speedster guys kind of get into the NFL and just be used as someone to stretch the field, you know, to open up stuff Mm -hmm. down, you know, underneath. But, you know, Jamison Williams is more than just a speedster. So I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, like the Dolphins, they just fed the ball to Waddle just to see what happened. You know, and a team could do that with Jamison Williams. And the rumors are that Jamison Williams could be healthy by week one. Uh-huh. I don't know if I am rooting for him to necessarily go out there week one and, you know, try to play because I don't want him to push it too much. But I was originally thinking, okay, once he got injured, this is a guy you're going to get a steal. In rookie drafts, if you don't get him, you'll be able to get him cheaper midway through the mm-hmm. year. I don't think that anymore. If this guy's going to get in the field in the first four or five games, he's not going to be cheap midseason. He's not going to be cheap coming up near the end of the year. You're going to have to get him in your rookie drafts. You're going to get him in preseason. So, Jamison Williams, I just want to speak on him that he is incredibly talented, and without the injury, he would be my wide receiver one. And he plays all over the field, too. Like, yeah. it's not just he's a deep threat guy, like, he is unbelievable every aspect of the game man he can he probably will play some special teams if i had to imagine at some point yeah yeah and he's he's really the epitome of a guy who can take a slant to the house at any moment you give jameson williams any bit of green grass and it could be all over for you i need the cardinals to find a way to get this guy honestly so bad (laughs) all right so i don't even want the bears to get him because that uh, they'll waste (laughs) his talent so i'm going cardinals all right i would love to see Justin Fields throwing the Jamison Williams. Yeah, dash. I would too. But in, you know, in, a, in an offense that was logical, he talked about some team wasting his talents, and it just spells bears for me right there. I just I've seen quarterbacks just not be successful and just can just waste, waste, waste so much talent. So it is what it is, though. All right, so we're going to move it on to our number four consensus wide receiver, and this is the moment no one's been waiting for, and that is George Pickens from Georgia. Um, so, Pork, he is your man crush and wide receiver one. Um, yeah, you're definitely higher than consensus. He's the top five for everybody else. But what makes George Pickens stand out to you in a low-volume passing offense? How can this guy be your wide receiver one? <clears throat> Excuse me. Take it away, Pork. Um, I just think I from from the little bit of tape that I, I did see from, you know, obviously he got the injury. Um, and he has Stetson Bennett, which is a, another demerit to his uh, to his stats. Um, you kind of have to kind of look at the small stuff at, at what's going on. Um, I, 
you know, we don't really talk about, you know, the pass blocking and run blocking, but that's that'll keep him on the field because he just disrespects people. But he also has on the receiving aspect, I think he can be kind of like a like a, a Michael Thomas type of guy, a big body guy who's gonna that can actually get PPR stuff. But then when we talked about the combine, he's what six one ran and it ran a four a four four. That's that was that's what everybody was worried about. He was like, I think I can run a four three, but he ran a four four, which is really, really good. So I think that boosted his stock up more. Um, but I think his route running, his release needs a little bit of help. But everything else above that with the actual route tree, I think he can run everything and run it well. Um, and you know, there's a lot of short cornerbacks out there too, but a guy that's gonna be six one that's running a four four running down the field, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to stop that. So if he gets a really, really good, um, really, really good offense, and I think the I think the moon, I think the the sky's the limit for this guy. And I'm gonna just be like Nate, like, hey, for me, it's more of a potential thing. I see the potential as he has Traylon Burks being his wide receiver one, he sees the potential. I see George Pickens' potential as being a one and I'm gonna love that totally. I, I I really really hope he goes to a really good system. I know I would love for him to come to the Eagles, but I know how Mike feels about it, and I understand what he means with the Jalen Hurts situation. If he can't get the ball to him, then we're going to have an issue. So if he goes to like a better situation, like a Green Bay at the end of the first, I I don't I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do with myself. I'm not going to have enough pickings because people already know I like him too much, so they're going to try to take him before me. Yeah, I would hate to see him waste his career in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would hate to do that. Um, okay, so, Chev, you're the lowest on Pickens. What are your concerns on him? I'm literally one spot away from this this landing spot. So I know, but I, it's in the show sheet, so you have to talk about it. This is what I, he does. He's he's manufacturing drama. He's like a reality TV producer. You know, I think Porkman's an idiot sometimes, picking these guys to go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, I love too, I love George Pickens, man. I think he's a good wide receiver. Can he work on some route running and some releases? Yes. I mean, there's there's things that almost all of these wide receivers probably need to work on once they get to the NFL level. And with the coaching, I'm I'm not worried about any of that at all. I mean, the dude just makes plays. I hope he can just stay healthy enough to to make these plays and go to a system that will actually give him the chances to make plays. As I think he he's a good athlete. I don't know if I have, can bump him up all the way to one like Pork Man, but uh, Pork goes and gets his guys, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Maybe we can make a, a Van Jefferson bet in here somewhere. <sighs> I'd have to burn this down if we're doing. <laughs> we would, we might not make it another year. We we might not. Um, all right, let's move on to our number five consensus wide receiver. I don't know how other podcasts would rate us. You know. Um, what they would think, but that's Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Um, so he's a top five wide receiver for us, right at number five. So let's see, Nate. I know you are a Jahan Dotson fan, so why don't we start with you? You saw the uh, drubbing firsthand. <laughs> I did. I did get to watch him absolutely destroy Maryland single handedly, because you know that Sean Clifford wasn't giving him any help there. Exactly, and that song was not playing that day because. We have not Dotson in a while. Just just knocked it all down. Missed it. Um, this this guy is an incredible athlete. The acceleration, the burst, and the ability to make plays happen—not just in open space, but also in in 
tight space and traffic. You know, he he's mm-hmm. the, one of those guys that can make people miss and squeeze in between, you know, breakaway speed, cutoff angles, destroy safeties and everything just with his speed. You know, he gets to the sideline. They could put him on screen sweeps. Whatever they're doing to get him the ball, it works because he finds space. He has a nose for finding green grass and working his way down towards the end zone. So that ability, I don't don't think it's going to leave him once he gets to the NFL. He's a guy that has proven this in the Big Ten. And time and time again against big teams, a couple years ago, he went off against Ohio State. I believe he was a freshman and he was doing you know incredible work against Ohio State. So this is a guy that has been productive since day one. You know, I think he could have come out last year and probably gotten late day two draft capital, somewhere in day two draft capital, but he stayed in school. Now he's a, you know, late first rounder, early second rounder. And I don't think, you know, he's one of those guys that you look at as a, you know, not early declare and take that against him. He's got the talent. He just wanted to go back and, you know, see what Penn State could do. He should have known better, but hey, (laughs) you know, some of those guys want to win, you know, at the college level. But like I said, incredible athlete, incredible playmaking ability, and he's got great hands. Some of the best hands in the class, you know, doesn't have many drops. Uh, it was a pretty low percentage. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But, you know, this guy's snagging everything, and he secures it quickly and then gets to the after-the-catch ability. So it's one thing to be able to catch the ball, secure the ball, but oftentimes players take so much time to do that, so much energy to do that, that they don't offer a lot after the catch. They're just kind of those contested catch guys who, you know, they catch the ball, and that's where they're going to fall on the ground. John Dotson, he's snagging it out of the air and he's already moving. You know, it's it's very impressive. So Jahan Dotson, one of my favorite receivers in this class and definitely a top five. Yeah. Love John Dotson too. And I hate Sean Clifford. Just want to throw that out there. James Franklin does a great job recruiting. Finally, we have a five-star quarterback coming to Hoppy Valley. I seem to like teams that have quarterback issues. You know what I mean? It's like liking girls with daddy issues. I love teams oh, that just have crappy oh, quarterbacks. Thank God Drew Alar is coming in. Um, the first time Penn State is losing to a Big Ten team. See you, Sean Clifford. Six years in Happy Valley. Just go away. But I don't really have much to add to uh, Jahan Dotson. I just wanted to vent about Sean Clifford and how much I hate him. So, uh, Nate, you pretty much covered all. This guy can make space happen. He's moving. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that look to run before they catch the ball. Mm-hmm. He can somehow be running, catching the ball, and just – just be explosive still you know what i mean he gets open when he's covered Mm -hmm. i don't know how he does it he just seems to have a second gear and i like him a lot i know a lot of people are concerned he's like 511 um just not small though yeah but just whenever you see a wide receiver that's 511 keep in mind odell beckham jr is 511 okay so 511 you could play wide receiver in the nfl relax calm down so chev apparently you hate every single wide receiver that we like um, as per our consensus. Chev, you're the lowest at wide receiver seven. What are your concerns about Jahan Dotson? Or is it, like I said before, it's not that you don't like him. You just like other guys better. Yeah. I just like a couple guys better. I mean, Jahan Dotson, honestly, I could probably bump him up all the way to three, honestly, like he is that good, but I just have a couple guys ahead of him right now, just because I think I can have a little bit more potential in them. Um, but I love Jahan Dotson, man. Dude plays big. He plays way bigger than his frame. And the dude just makes plays. He finds ways to get the football and make his team better every single game. And that's that's really what you want in the NFL. And, I mean, it's turned into a game in the NFL where you want speed. Let's be honest. Like, this class of wide receivers is holding this draft for fantasy football mm-hmm. right now. Like, 100%. 
we have, I mean, I, I can count seven guys in my rankings right now that I would gladly take before a lot of these other players that are maybe a running back or quarterback in Superflex drafts, man. Like, just because I have him at seven does not mean I do not like him. So I have no bad things to say about <laughs> Jahan Dotson. I think he's an incredible player. And I, I honestly hope he goes to the Bears. Honestly. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Chev's uh... – rankings on our notion he has seven wide receivers in the first you know 12 prospects so you know seven wide receivers off the board in the first round and i i think that's you know pretty on par for this class like you said the wide receiver class is holding up this draft class if there was only three or four first round wide receivers you know they'd be talking about this class very differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nate stealing my thunder because i brought up chev's rankings as well and oh, if boy. you would like to bring up <laughs> chev's rankings or any of us Please, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You get access to the Notion database and a $5 tier. And look, he doesn't hate Jahan Dotson, but he has. Here's his wide receivers. Ahead of John Dotson, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, Drake London, George Pickens, Chris Olave. We do need to talk about Drake London real quick because Twitter will burn. YouTube <laughs> will burn if we do not mention Drake London. So, uh, quickly... Uh, let's see, uh, Pork, you and I are going to close it out on Drake London. Uh, we have him at wide receiver five or lower. My whole concern with him is I do not think he is the best separator. To be honest with you, he's coming off that ankle injury. No, he should be fine by week one. But, hey, I do tend to knock injured players down a little bit because I understand rookies usually don't play right away. But the sooner they practice, the sooner they play. Go figure <laughs> Pork, what are your thoughts on Drake London before we close? Yeah, the, the ankle thing um, really bothers me a little bit, um, but they, you know, everything seems to be testing out good. Um, I know me and Nate had the same uh, issue with London his last year. Um, I just didn't see much from there, but he vastly improved um, this past year. Um, with his yak um, behind the line of scrimmage, able to get extra yards uh, with his frame, which actually was uh, a really good thing to see. Um, before he got hurt, his 50-50 balls are good, but his separation to me downfield is still it's, it's still a little bit of a an issue. Um, so I think that's why I have him a little bit lower. I don't have him like too low under too many guys, but I think he's like to me maybe by like the bottom of the the good wide receiver tier out of this draft class, just due to the thing. I know he's getting a lot of NFL hype. Um, Mel Kuyper got him going sometimes in the in the first ten picks, which is goofy. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, I don't see that happening at all. Um, I still think he'll probably get drafted in the first round just because of the talent that he does have. Um, but again, we just have to monitor that ankle and see what's going on. Um, everyone's talking about he's a dual athlete, played basketball. I'd like to read for you his career basketball statistics. From USC. Uh, two games played, three minutes played, um, no points, 1.5 rebounds. So oh, that's yeah. Drake that's, London. That's his average. That's average. He's got average. three rebounds over two games. I so. mean, we've scored more <laughs> points than Drake London. We've I don't know how to the read exact basketball. same amount of points, guys. Exactly. I don't know how to read basketball statistics because I really don't give a shit. So um, <laughs> that is our consensus wide receiver <laughs> rankings. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to blast us away. Bob will be responding to all of your comments. Um, 
because I just don't feel like it. So until next time, everybody, Shev, Nate, Pork, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. If Bob leaves us in the video, if not, thank you for listening. Take me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.